Spring has sprung in the triad, and the Sharp team with Highlands Mortgage is springing into action to help you buy a new home. With the housing market heating up, the best time to act is now to get into a house by the summer. If you've been waiting to move or have questions about buying a home, you can rely upon the Sharp team to listen to your concerns, work proactively with you to find a loan that is right for you, and will take the very best care of you. Call the Sharp team today or just Google their website. When you're grilling on your new back patio or sipping tea on the front porch, you'll be very happy that you did. Get started with an email to our friend Ashley McKenzie Sharp, ashley at sharploans.com, A-S-H-L-E-Y at sharp, S-H-A-R-P-E, loans.com, ashley at sharploans.com. This is the Triad Podcast Network. Welcome to our 10th episode of Top Tier Talks. We have Bobby and Yuvia. They are a staple couple here at Top Tier Fitness. Yuvia has been a member here since 2019 and Bobby since 2020. Um, A little bit about them. We're going to let them tell um, y'all about them. But Bobby and Yuvia have four kids, Uma, Stella, Max, and Charlie. And they, um, Bobby owns Rattle and Hum, a local car shop in town. Is that, yeah. Yeah, is that how you call it? We yeah. Fix stores. <laughs> yeah, they fix <laughs> 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 Close by to, to the gym. And Yuvia um, homeschools her younger daughters and handles rental properties and is a former business owner of Wildflower. Wildflower. Um, and. Yeah, we're happy to have them here and would love to start off with a little bit about y'all, kind of, I don't know where you're from and how you got here, and um, and then we can delve into fitness stuff. I was um, born and raised in Boone, and um, I'm one of six kids, and so we just like lived off the land up there. My parents were hippies, so just real, real simple. <laughs> and um, then Bobby and I met when... I had just turned 14 or 15? 15. 15. The day of my 15th birthday, I think. And um, I'll let you tell where you were from. Do you want me to let you tell that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> and then that was that was it. We've like we got married a couple of years later and then have just traveled through life together. Ups and downs and to Florida and Chicago and now back in North Carolina. Um, Yeah, so I'm from uh, Sarasota, Florida. Um, That's where I grew up. Uh, And yeah, just uh, it's it was a different time I think back then. We were talking about like fitness, like and um, you know like um, being physical. Uh, We didn't have internet. Um, My family barely had TV. It often got thrown out, and um, so you were you were outside, you know. So we, um, I, I grew up there, moved to Boone, um, and met you via the day I moved there, actually. And we, um, we've been haven't been together, you know. We weren't together right then, but we were, we knew each other 
for and for a long time. What was the context of you all meeting? How did you like your birthdays? Yeah, I was. My birthday is December fifteenth, and we got a big snowstorm, and so his family had just moved there. His cousins lived in Boone, okay. and we all had a sledding hill. I was friends with his cousins, and um, we there was a sledding hill we all went okay. to. So we met at the sledding hill, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad snowstorm that that um. That December, we actually we realized about like four years ago that we had met when we were probably like ten. But I had this like memory of this little boy running around in white pants and like skinning his, like getting grass stains all over his white pants. And I was telling my kids that story, and Bobby was like, "That was me." Oh. <laughs> I was like, "What? We actually did know our, fam- our families <laughs> knew each other um, through my cousins." Okay. Yeah, and boom. So that's how we met. Yeah. A long time ago. We've been together for 30 some odd years. Yeah. Married for 29. And what brought y'all to Winston? Uh, my family had kind of like, they had, we all started in Boone and then my family moved out to the Midwest and we kind of followed them out there to the Chicago area. And then my mom moved back here because my older brother was having had two kids. Okay. And so we just started wanting to start a family of our own, so we gravitated back to this area. Gotcha. Talk through fitness growing up. Um, you can kind of jump around with that, but just like what, what, and then growing up through life, and then now, like, how has that evolved? I was never uh, an athlete. I, I didn't um, play sports as a kid, um, at least uh, in school. Um, I was always uh, busy, though. Um, like I said, we didn't have we didn't have uh, the things kids have today, and you're, we got kicked out of the house. And um, so I was always, I was playing sports, basketball and football and baseball, and um, played tennis. But I, I wasn't allowed to play um, in any like teams, no 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 school sports. My 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 family wouldn't allow it. So. Um, but so I never really did anything. I was active, and then I always had physical jobs. <clears throat> I was I was thinking today. I was touching something. I have these calluses on my hands, and that have, are still there. I got have calluses that I had since I was 14 years old, and I've, I don't think I've ever ripped in the gym because of it. Because I've always had these. I've always used my hands. So the jobs that I've had were um, physical, and then um, you know we always were outdoorsy. We hiked a lot, camped a lot. Um, but as far as like being like in a gym situation, I rarely a little bit, maybe 18 to 20. I remember we went, we joined the gym in Boone. Um, and you've his brother, one of her brothers, we were good friends and I used to do a little bit with him, but, um, there are big long gaps. Let's see that 18 to 20. And then, um, all of my twenties, I don't think I did anything in a gym or anything. Um, has a different story, but, um, I guess maybe when I was around 30, I was starting to get have a lot of back problems, like upper back problems, neck problems, um, knee problems from bending over cars, working on cars. And Yuvia had she she was going to yoga, and she kept telling me I need to go to yoga, I need to go to yoga, and you know you'll feel a lot better. And eventually she got me in to go to yoga and I, I had a really solid steady yoga practice for about nine years up until my late 30s and that's pretty much all I did and um, it worked really well for my body um, I didn't have you know it, it has its own pros and cons um, it's not like all-encompassing you don't really get a lot of um, like stamina or like aerobic 
I didn't think anyways. Um, and then um, I stopped doing that when I started, well, they, they canceled my class. I'm kind of a creature of habit. So I, had, I went to the 6 a.m. class and that got canceled and I really could never find a class that fit me, yoga class. And so I stopped going to yoga. I stopped doing everything till top tier. Um, with a little bit of maybe a running with one of my boys that had he, had to, he ran some 5Ks and I trained with him a little bit to keep him company. But I really didn't do anything until Yuvia told me that she joined the gym here and said, kept telling me I need to come, I need to come, you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I had been I drinking a lot, I had a little pot belly, <laughs> you know, um, and I was kind of hesitant because, you know, I'm not, not, that's not, it wasn't my thing. It never was my thing. Um, and it's a little bit, um, it's a little scary to, to look in, like, you know, if you look in that garage door, sometimes it can look a little scary. So I was nervous about that. Um, and then I still hadn't joined. You, you kept telling me you need to come. And then I met you, Ben, uh, bringing some equipment back from COVID. Oh, bringing back. And I ran into you and had a brief but pretty interesting and, and positive conversation. And uh, that kind of changed my whole mindset of the gym. Uh, I was like, maybe I can, you know, maybe these people aren't the same people that I thought they were. And you got me to come to some Saturday, I think, um, community workouts. And, and then the rest is, I've been here for almost three years. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, that's it in a nutshell. So a creature of habit now a little bit from 6.30 to 5.30, but evening... You're an evening gym goer. I am. I don't really go to any other classes. Um, I go four days a week. It was for a year and a half, almost two years, just at 6.30. And I try to sneak into 5.30, but that's just because of our our situation with our girls' schedule Mm -hmm. um, so that we can have dinner together. Um, Occasionally. (laughs) Yeah, Bobby is a devil Taurus, so our whole life is like, if you want him to do something, you just have to like keep prodding him along. Come on, you're gonna do this. You gotta do this. He like, always does it eventually. I like my pants. <laughs> like he doesn't like to. He doesn't like to move to a different pasture. <laughs> it takes a lot. Once I'm there, I'm there. It's good. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's it. It works out. He's a very loyal teammate. So. Mm. Um, and I, like I said before, I'm one of six kids, and I was in between two older boys and two younger boys. So, like, oh. feats of strength were, like, happening all the time at our house. <laughs> so I pretty much grew up, like, in a competitive state of mind, so you know? For me to clarify, yeah. you're one of six and the only girl. I have one younger sister who's 10 years so younger than me. Oh, okay, yeah, two, So two, there's two yeah, older yeah, boys yeah, okay, and then me okay, and two okay. younger and my well, sister. Like, so, yeah. okay, okay. so in elementary school, which was like K through 8 for me, um, I was like the pull-up champion and the arm wrestling champion. Even I could beat all the boys. So, And then I realized like, okay, if I keep beating the boys, I might never get a boyfriend. So, <laughs> so I decided to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> but um, I found like my first like my first foray into like exercise because I grew up by our, the religion that we were raised in was you could not do anything extracurricular okay so, so I wanted to okay so segue okay, into that, into that. Yeah. and we can we can circle back um but yeah, yeah so we just um so I found like my mom had a VHS tape of Jane Fonda like probably found it like nine or ten years old and I did it every day like I love Jane Fonda <laughs> So, and then at probably when I first um, went to high school, I joined my first gym 
at 14 because I could walk to it from my high school because we lived like way out. I, you couldn't walk to anything from our house. So you could go to school. So you you oh, were able take, to go to school, yes. but not participate in the extracurricular. Yeah, a lot okay. of the kids, and um, there were a lot of kids that were, and this is not why I homeschool our kids because we left this religion in our early 20s but before we had kids, but um, but that's a whole other subject too. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we got, I could get to school, which was in Boone, because we lived like in Deep Gap in the country. So I could, I joined a gym that was, I could walk to from high school. And I did aerobic classes, and that's the one Bobby eventually joined to, went to work The 18 to 20. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, really, everywhere we've lived, I've joined a gym. Mm-hmm. I love like, I did kickboxing and Tybo and step aerobics mm-hmm. and cycling and everything they offered but I've always loved to work out in a gym environment like or with other people you know yeah I don't motivate well by myself at home like I can work on skills but I'm not I need I like a class environment although there was a time at I feel like at top tier that you were a solo 6 30 a.m but it was you and a coach yeah Yeah, I had a few solo classes It's not my best. It's not yeah. my best. I like I like other people, whether yeah, just yeah. to take attention away from me or right. for motivation. Right, right, either right. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I got into. I mean, because we've had four kids. Like when you're, I was pregnant, and I did actually still belong to gyms at that point. But I just kind of changed my exercise regimen, and then I ended up joining, starting to do hot yoga after our second son was born, and I did that for about 15 years only. Okay. And. Um, and then I started taking this like hot hit class that they offered there, mm-hmm. like a hot Pilates, mm-hmm. um, which they now have back over at Aware. Okay. Um, but they canceled the class. The girl who was teaching it moved to Charlotte. Oh. And then I was like, oh, I love these hit classes so much. And, and at the time, at the time, yeah, it was called Ignite, I think, when I joined. Mm-hmm. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. It was Elevate when I joined in 2018. It yeah. became Ignite. I think yeah, it yeah. was 2019 that yeah. I joined at yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, I think you're year. right. You think so, so I just looked at like hit classes and it came up and I was like, oh, that's great. Cause I love like local gyms and stuff. Right. I've never been like, I don't like the big, you know, machines and stuff. I don't even know what to do on those, right. but I liked classes. Yeah. Um, and then that was it. I loved it. I loved it so much. I mean, I'd never touched a barbell or really even done any kind of weight. Everything had been body weight, but I loved the, the coaches and the environment and the people and just the, it was a really open community, and I mean, that's what I told Bob. I was like, "You doesn't matter. You don't have to know anything when you go there. You just yeah. start. You know, start. you just start yeah. from anywhere." <laughs> um, but I love the challenge. I've always liked a challenge in my exercising. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't want to be told I can't do something, even if I'm not going to be able to do it for years. I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to do this, and I feel like in the gym and in. in crossfit or whatever the there's always something more that you can learn how to do and so that's what keeps me like really excited and coming back all the time you know and you did your first competition a couple years ago yeah Mm -hmm. and that's the only one besides the in-house one that i've been able to do just hasn't worked out with our schedule yeah. yeah you're not able to do the raleigh one right no our girls have something going on that weekend but but for me, exercise is just um, working out is like mentally, physically, emotionally necessary. Um, so that's why I've always done it. You know, I have to be able to like clear my head, detox my body, all of those things mm-hmm. to be 
my best self, I think. So then I dragged Bobby into it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I've been drugged into anything, but um, maybe I have. I do. It's always been to my, to my benefit. Um, Prodded. Yeah. Yeah, it's always been to my benefit. I don't, I probably wouldn't have, I wouldn't be here without Yuvia. I mean, I wouldn't be in this gym, I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't be in a lot of places without Yuvia, but, you know, um, certainly not, not here, just not in my personality, you know. I probably, yeah, I would be suffering a lot more, that's for sure, <laughs> with my body. And what about, I bet you have very active kids, and, like, how has what y'all do... I mean, I mean this in the most respect. Um, my granddad, the only the only person like that has unconditionally loved me until he passed away. Um, didn't graduate from high school. Retired, very well off. Owned a, owned a, a lot of land from where I'm from. But worked with his hand. Like he, you talk about work, like workout. He's like, what do you mean workout? Like I worked for the railroad for 47 years. Um, I mean, my dad used to say he could take both, both my when they were grown. My dad and my uncle. He's like, yeah. Pa could probably still take us one under each arm and walk away with us. So it's like you talk about like always working with your hands. Like I think I think that's a not 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 necessarily a generational thing, but I think that's like you talk about personality. Like it's yeah, well, it, it, it's somewhat generational. It's it's um I don't know if it's it's personality. It's it's generational. It's situational for me and generational. Okay. So um you know. Okay. I told you I was going to open with that group of, you know, poor white trash. And that's, <laughs> she's like, don't say that. I just did. Um, you know, so, <laughs> um, so, you know, like I talked about my hands. So like, you know, my, one of my first jobs was I had to clean trenches for, for Florida power and light. Like the, the trencher would come through to digging like a three and a half foot deep trench. And, you know, they would always leave like, you know, a, a fine, like two inches of, of, you know, dirt in the trench and so you had to have a pick you had to have someone with a pick like I was out there with you know immigrants um as you know and this was Florida so I you know that's what, what they had down there is is you know mainly immigrants but I, I got this job as a 14 year old because that's all the job the only job I could get and you quickly get calluses on your hands swinging a pick all day um but it was situational is that I just took jobs that I that you know um that I could get, which were physical jobs. They involved doing something with your body. They were not jobs that you got from going to school. And um, I never, up until recently, you know, where my in my business, where I'm, I'm uh, leaning into being more hands off. Has I has that just changed? You know, at the you know decades later. So my life has been working with my body or working with my hands. So. To say I wasn't, you know, wasn't in shape, you know, I can still swing a pickaxe over a trench. I just might not be able to walk the next day, but I could do it for a whole day, you know. But I do have to say, like, personality-wise also, like, I often compare Bobby to, like, a German shepherd. I mean, both of us are a little bit, like we are just workers we just work i mean we rarely sit down even when we go on vacation like if we're at an airbnb bobby's fixing things at the airbnb like he can't help it you know he's just like oh this is broken or i need to fix this or so it's just it is a little bit of a personality of just like always needing to be doing something to 
And manual labor, like I love the way manual labor makes me feel. I just I love yeah. mowing the lawn. Yeah. I love like the zenness of it. Yeah, it's, we've had we've had to fight about mowing the lawn at the house. Yeah. So, um, I've let, <laughs> that's, that's unique. I've let her do that. Well, it okay. Is, it is also the time where no one can talk. To you. And you can't leaf hear blowing anything. is another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me leaf blow. Since they invented those yeah. like AirPods that like. Noise cancellation. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to put those in and like wear them around my house all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quick break from the show to get serious for a moment in my serious voice. For real though, it's time to get serious about your financial future. It's never too early, but it could be too late to get started. And that's oftentimes the hardest part, getting started. How much do I save? Where do I invest? Do I save for college or retirement? How much for each? And who do I talk to about it all? Okay, we'll keep things simple for now and help you answer the last one. We recommend you begin with a local financial advisor. And that's Jennifer Johnson of Three Magnolias Financial Advisors. She'll sit down with you for a complimentary introductory consultation and go over all of your questions. Get started on the path to achieving your financial goals. Visit 3magnoliasfinancialadvisors.com or call 336-701-1600. Get comfortable with your financial future. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. Retirement, financial planning, and investments. Securities offered through Satara Advisor Networks, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors. 3 Magnolias Financial Advisors and Satara Advisor Networks are not affiliated. Satara is under separate ownership from any other named entity. It is interesting to me, it's like some, some comparisons here. Like I started mowing yards when I was 12. Like I mean, like in the evenings, the guy would get off work and he needed to come pick me up from my house and I would go mow. Well, like he would mow in the evening, so he would work oh, till five. Oh, he would, he would work till five. No, it wasn't my dad. It was it was a guy I knew from playing sports. His son played sports also, but that was his second um, job. That was his second job in the evening. Yeah. So I would like he would pick me up at like five five fifteen whenever he got home from work, and we would go mow until eight nine o'clock in the summer. Um, you know, I never could get enough calluses where I wouldn't rip. My, I would still shred my hands in the gym, so I don't know what that is. I have to talk this genetics there. Um, I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> But like a comparison, like I love manual labor the way it makes me feel. I, I joke with Miss Lay. If one day I walk into the gym, like I'm gonna go back to cutting grass. And I think the guy, when I first moved here, I, I cut grass with a a firefighter from from Hickory. He had a business side business cutting grass, and I worked with him. Um, and I mean, I love the gym. I'm not still away from the gym, but it's like if if the gym goes like happens, like I'm going I'm going back to cutting grass. Like I don't know, I don't I have zero. The other skills I have don't don't play out very well. It's like, it's like here in the states. Yeah, so, so, so I'm going back to those skills, but I'm going back to cutting grass. Um, but on the on the polar side of that, like if I'm relaxing, like I could sit in my backyard all day and read a book and not touch anything. So yeah. that's just interesting. Like yeah. to. You well, mentioned you situational, generational. I mean, it's there's a balance yeah. of it, but there's only a finite amount of time that you can right. sit down without going. Well, at least yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what that is. So, yeah, uh, and then uh, to kind of get back to what like kids. So I say that I have a really good friend that he we talk often about like kids, and he has kids that some you know you're gonna have problems if you have kids. They're 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 gonna be issues that you deal with that you talk with friends about. And he's like, the problem is, is that. These kids these days don't they never had to dig a hole and then fill it up and then dig another hole and and uh you know and so for our kids it has become some sometimes it is a first of all we have a couple of our girls are are athletes um and they work really hard the boys have been athletes um and they have 
they they are tired of me telling them you know that they're tired i think they have been tired of me saying you know like you need to work or you need to do this or you need to do that um i have pushed my boys sometimes harder than i should have um i try not to do that too much anymore mm-hmm. um but i have and but we've tried to set an example i think of yeah. being of you know our boys have been in the gym of, our yeah. boys yeah. you know um yeah. max was here the other night and said i'm coming home for the summer yeah. i gotta get gotta figure yeah. out my membership back here so and Charlie was here too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um and our boy our boys definitely our bo- our boys played sports um in high school um our younger son charlie was a varsity soccer player in high school matt our oldest son Love sports. He was never that great at them. He did everything though. He was, he was a three sport swimming, lacrosse. He was like, a three sport know. varsity athlete. Um, but he he and he would tell you this so I can say it. He he wasn't that great at any of them. He was a great leader. He, he was got a, most improved every year. Yeah. He would get the most is, improved. Yeah, that's good. Hey, and he was he was a great leader. He was a captain of the swim team. I was just with him at a um, uh, end of the year kind of thing and, and they were giving out awards and there was a most improved award and there was kind of a pause and we both looked at each other like I was looking at him as like are you gonna get that you know it wasn't for anything athletic it was but I think it was a GPA thing but because he'd gotten so many most improved yeah. That I was expecting him to get that, but um, no, we've set we've tried to set a good example. UV has set a great example for the for our kids, our and our girls. Um, I don't think there's an example that could be set for them. They just love what they do, and and they put yeah, their I'd heart love and soul you into to, like, it. Delve into what your daughters do because I feel like it informs your homeschooling. I mean, I yeah, feel like it informs yeah. a, a lot of y'all's life. Well, I um, I started homeschooling before my girls. I started homeschooling our second son because he just refused to go to school. Like he just held onto his bed and cried and I was like whatever we'll just keep him at home <laughs> and, I, and I tried again like two years in a row to put him back in school and it was failure so I was like whatever I can teach he already knew how to read and he's very smart very capable so it's like we're just gonna figure this out and we did and but our daughter Stella was all like two older brothers always busy in the backyard but at five she could do like 20 pull-ups and so my sister took her to a rec gymnastics class one day and Stella begged me and begged me for about eight months at five years old. Like, and she was the sweetest child who never asked for anything. And she was like, please sign me up for gymnastics. Please sign me up for gymnastics. And I was, I did not want to have to take her somewhere every yeah. single day or like leave the house at that point. Cause I had a little baby and homeschooling and all that. And she finally, I was like, all right, fine, I'll take you to a rec class. And so I put her in the rec class and picked her up after it. Or I I think I stayed there. And they said, well, we want to put her on our pre-team. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And they said, well, it's just two hours a week, like just one more hour. So I said, okay, that's fine. And then after the first pre-team workout, they said, well, she's going to be six in March. We want to put her on the team. So then that was four hours a week. And now, like, nine years later, it's 25 hours a week in the gym, like, driving 30 minutes each way. (laughs) So, and our other daughter basically had no choice because I said, we are already at gymnastics. You are, this is what you're doing. I can't do anything else. But it's funny because our second daughter has 
is almost more competitive than Stella. Like mm-hmm. she is very focused and driven and does not like when people beat her or can do something that she can't do. Whereas mm-hmm. Stella loves the sport, but she's she loves the socialization of it. She loves the having the skills, but at the end of the day, she's like a really big team mm-hmm. player and versus needing to be the best there is, you know, so. So um, what are their hour, so you homeschool? Yeah, homeschool. I mean, that, then, it varies the hours that we do that. But I mean, typically from like nine to two. And then we leave our house at 2.45 to get to gymnastics by 3.30. And then they're there till nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Five days a week. Five days a week. <laughs> so that's, that, that, wow. that's part of like, you know, last year they got off at eight o'clock. They went, their, their schedules were a little different and... So I would come here after work and then leave from here to go to High Point and go pick them up when we get home at 8.30. This year, it's been 9 o'clock. So if I can get home, if I can go to, if I can come here at 5.30 and get home and we, Evie and I can have dinner, then we can have a little bit of time together. So How old are the girls? 11 and 14. Okay. And, and like, what is like the trajectory? Like, what are they, I mean, I feel like they're on the gym that they go to is focused on like collegiate scholarships okay um and the girls range in every like in every type of school i mean some of them go to huge schools for gymnastics and some of them go to smaller schools um but the goal is to get them you know to that level by the time they are you know at that age to go um and the the gym does a good job at that so if you you know our they're very our daughters are Hopefully, by the, in the next couple of weeks, they'll be level seven and level nine. The gym only they only go to level ten in the okay. as yeah. a um, like a not elite gymnast. Elite gymnast would be like an Olympic gymnast. Yeah. Um, so they only go to level ten, and in our gyms, generally speaking, the level tens are having signing parties every year. So, yeah. okay. um, but know, with if you can if you can too, stay there, it's yeah. I think health. For, and one thing for me in my life, one thing I try to be really aware of is. Um, expectations and balance because in gymnastics you can hurt yourself fairly you know severely Mm -hmm. and that can be it you know as far as any any future so yeah so I just try to take it one day at a time one month at a time and not have them focus too much or myself focus too much on what the future is like right. it's the goal right. but you know with goals like they're kind of hopeless yeah if you have too big of expectations then there's a really like yeah it can be really hard to move on to other things yeah. and sometimes they have to do that you know yeah. so but at this point your girls are healthy yeah. and competing yeah. and enjoying it yeah and yeah yeah but when you get into I'd say right, level six and above, the, inj- the chance of injury is great. Mm-hmm. Like um, they're doing, you know, bl- blind, um, blind landings from flips and um, vaulting off tables, flying off the off of upper off of upper bar. Are hurt every I mean, you can I you mean, can break your leg very easily. Well, you bre- people break their arms, break their break fingers, <laughs> toes. The so fingers like and toes are the easy it. ones, <laughs> but you never know. You could or you could pull something. You know. Um, it's obviously they're not intending to do that. They're, you know, they're, they're right. learning how to do properly do these things, but if there's their injury is always a, um, in the back of your mind when, 
you get to a certain level then with that. And that was Simone Biles did that this you know with the last you know she all of a sudden people were talk, you know calling her a coward. Well, you know the reality is is that when you're you're going to get reached to that level, and if you can't you can't see your landing, and you have you feel nervous about it, your body you don't feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. There's no sense doing it. You know we I, like as a gymnastics family we understood that like. If you don't have feel comfortable doing it, you better not do it because you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, you don't have that confidence. I've interesting people to call other people cowards. Like I've ran into burning buildings, right, and I have no issue doing that. But if you ask me to do a try to do a backflip off a trampoline, I might try it, but I I would like throw up. Yeah. So like people again, people calling people cowards, like it's just wild to me. Yeah. Um, when you've never yeah. done it yourself yeah. and like just yeah. to project that it's real easy to call somebody a coward from out of screen isn't it and yeah. I would say that gymnastics is almost 75% mental yeah because they're in the gym so much that you know if you worked out I mean you guys might I don't get to work out four and a half hours a day but your body from if you're working out from six five or six years old until a teenager like it can do anything mm-hmm. but mentally are you yeah. able to do it yeah. mentally are you able to like throw yourself backwards on a little three inch beam or are you mm-hmm. able to like pass it you know so yeah. the mental challenges of gymnastics is i think one of the biggest issues with it i mean as a parent a mom of three girls like are there any points where they have kind of been like, I don't know if I want to do this, or, or are you just following their lead and they really want to, you know? There's always days. I mean, there's days that, like, I look at the workout and I'm like, oh, I do not want to come. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to show up anyway. And that's the example that I've always set for my kids. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to. And if they didn't want to do it, there's no way I could force them to do yeah. it. That's what I always say. Like, yeah. gymnastics is way too hard for me to, like, and too time consuming and too expensive for right. me to push them to do it. But so it is the drive is coming from them. Right. There are days that, you know, they're say, Oh, I'm so sore or I'm so tired yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's um, a good point about that balance because sometimes it's like, do you, do you, when do you know as a parent in general, yeah. Yeah. when to push a little bit yeah. and then when to just be like, okay, I usually just listen and then let them come to the conclusion themselves. Because sometimes you just want to complain about something and have somebody hear you, and yeah. then that's all you need. Yeah. yeah, you can usually tell in the moment when they're just, you know, they've had enough of something, you know, there or they have a, it's a feeling they have for that day. If it was an overwhelming feeling, like I don't want to like do this or I can't do it, and, like- yeah, and usually that that um, shows itself in the mental, like they, the girls would call it a balk or a mental block um, when you're doing a, a certain series or something, and you just you can't fit, you won't physically do it. You just you, there are girl times like our, except our girls happen to their friends where they just shut down. I, I they just won't do it. They've done this skill a hundred times. But they get to the gym one day and they won't do it. And they just and and if that happened, you know, to one of our girls, where the the coach would say, "Hey, you know, they they just won't do this skill," that would be a, a really good indicator of like they maybe they they're just mentally not don't want to do it anymore. Well, the one, the gym has um, High Point Gymnastics is where they go, and they have a on staff sports psychologist that meets with all the girls once a week, and they work on a lot of those issues and questions and when you're doubting yourself when you're you know you have um, mental blocks about things how to overcome those how to 
restore your confidence in things. Yeah. And so it, that's really important. And that's, that's what you guys are really helps a lot of On stuff, sports <laughs> yeah, really. Really. Yeah, really. I mean, seriously, that it is. It is because you know you come into a place like this where there are skills that are difficult, or um, you said this term of taxing on your central nervous system. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. there are certain things that uh, you know you, you need somebody to kind of. Your body can do it, but you need might need someone to help you get there mentally. Yeah. You know, and you guys do that. <laughs> your and your coaches do so that. So much of life, I think, is mental. Well, that's why I think the sport in itself is it is very taxing but i think it's great preparation for life you know yeah. so it's amazing that y'all are like doing I, I remember isabella my oldest she was in that like okay a couple hours a week and then it became three three hours sessions a week yeah. and then you know, and so you kind of have to you, you get to this like intersection point with gymnastics um i decided and Isabella decided to not, yeah, but it, yeah. like, I feel like you have to really fully commit, and yeah. that's amazing that y'all have, like... Yeah. If know. we didn't homeschool, it would be extremely difficult, because yeah. it would be the choice to never see our kids, and that is not mm -hmm. the kind of parent I wanted to be. So mm -hmm. the fact that I'm with them all day, yeah. you know, pretty much we have our eight, nine hours together today yeah. a day makes it... I feel like it's okay yeah. for them to go yeah. and us not to be together, and they we still have a good balance yeah. in our life. Yeah. Versus it, does affect, like, it does affect my relationship with them a little bit, but um, they'd be better people hanging out with you anyway. So <laughs> that's not true. I'm just teasing. I want to take a quick break from this show to do two things. One, we'll say thank you for listening and supporting the Triad Podcast Network. Just listening to this episode is appreciated. Second, I want to ask that you support a local business that supports us as a presenting partner, a real estate company we trust, the Ginther Group, located in Winston-Salem. Right now, in the spring, the housing market is moving fast. You need someone you can rely on to assess your situation, read the data and trends, and steer you in the right direction. Interest rates, inventory, new construction, there are so many factors that impact our local market. Don't buy into the national internet headlines. Get the information from the folks right here in our neighborhood. Contact Blake Ginther and the Ginther Group today. Whether you're buying or selling, have cash or not, or if your home isn't in the ideal condition for selling, chances are they have a solution for you. Call 336-283-8689 or visit theginthergroup.com. Buying, selling, investing, or just learning, whatever you need, start now and like me, you can become a Ginther Group client for life. You talk pretty extensively, um, you know, about the, the potential injury in gymnastics, which is definitely there. I'm curious, like, how do you mean? So I'm a girl dad, fully in, like, I'm head first in on it. I've often wondered, like, I've looked at her sometimes when she's done something, and I'm like, I wonder what I would do if you were a boy. Like, I'm about to give in to you, like, right now. Like, you're my little girl, and you have me wrapped around, my, like, your finger. Like, what? What? Yeah, what would be? Example? What? What do you mean? Well, well how? Um, I can tell you, you I'm the same. Yeah, place. the way. Yeah, the way I would. Yeah, like, no, I, was just I can wondering. tell you yeah. what it is in my in our family. I'm the first to say they need X-rays. We got to go. We got to get. You know, okay. got to get to the emergency room. I mean, and you'd be like, let's just wait. For, she grew up a lot differently than I did. Like, she grew up in the country, and her dad was an EMT. So, like, they did a lot of triage in the house before. 
And he had he, a lot of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of injuries. But you know, I've been the one to say, "Oh, we got to get, got to get, go get him an X-ray." And we've we've actually, through having a bunch of kids, have managed to know how to quickly get an X-ray. Uh, we've been so we've been self-employed for a long time. Quickly get an X, X-ray, cheap, you know, and and know if it's broken or not um, with the boys and with the girls. And most of the time, it's not broken. Um, Which is what I said. Seen, or, we, or we've seen the X-ray, and the doctor says, "Well, maybe." And he was like, "I've seen that X-ray; it's not broken." Now I'm a, uh, what is? It? I can't think of the name of. But that. I'm the one. I'm the one that okay. that would, you know. Oh, we got to get it taken care of. We got to go. Both and your boys, and your girls. boys and the girls. Yeah, I mean. Are you saying like how does Bobby parent the boys and girls differently? Yeah, I was wondering if you boys are doing gymnastics. It'd be saying no, like, well, I, no. Well, I, I think I, so. I, I think that Bobby is harder on the boys because he expects them to grow up to be like these. Not that he doesn't expect the yeah, girls to be yeah. this, but like capable. Like you have we're, to do this yourself. We're not talking about. Are you just that. talking about injuries? <laughs> oh, just injuries. <laughs> I definitely treat them the same. Okay. Like, if, if you want to complain about something, that just fine. Complain to that I'm not doing anything about it. Like, mm-hmm. go take an Epsom salt bath or drink some water. I just had this or, like, with somebody. Go lay down in bed. You for do a not go bit. to jail for boys. You will go to jail. I will go to jail for girls. But it's just the way it is. I'm, in in okay, my mind. Yeah. Okay. In my mind. Okay, yeah. You know, I, it's, it's probably wrong. I know it's wrong. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, Joe Rogan did a little stand-up piece about it. If you, okay, I, mean, like, I do okay. like Joe Rogan, but I haven't heard that. <laughs> okay, well, I just, he, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I just, I feel like there's something special about a girl sitting beside you when you're watching TV and put her head on your shoulder that you don't get from boys. Um, and maybe every there are some, maybe there are some boys that do that. I should in our family. I should guess I would say. Well, see, um, and I always say like when people sorry, have boys, <laughs> when women have boys and they're like, oh, I just want to like maybe they don't say this, but they they're like kind of like, what am I going to do with the boy? I'm like, oh my god, boys are so awesome. They just love you. They love their mom so much, and it's probably the same the way that dads feel about yeah, the girls. That's what I'm saying. I don't have a son. Like, yeah. I really, kind of wanted a son. Yeah. And then as soon as my daughter was like, it's 50, it's, I'm it just totally melted like I'm a big old yeah. teddy bear. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an asshole. I'm like, there goes our E. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to everybody else I, and my I daughter. Back on my e I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I said ass so explicit. So and then it will be an E on the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was trying. Um, you were trying to say E for everyone? No, he's trying yeah, to not E for everyone. Oh, that E's trap. No, I, I, it's probably wrong, and I know it's probably a little bit uh, misogynist and old-fashioned. It, I don't necessarily feel that way, but it's just the way I feel. Like I I have been hard on my boys, probably too hard at some, at some points. Um, definitely too hard, not probably. Definitely too hard, especially my oldest son. He got a lot of the, um, you know, he was the first one to do all the, to push the boundaries for everything. And we were, I mean, I mean, we were, what, 25 when we had Max? So. You were. I I feel like as older parents now that our patience level and our comprehension of all the things, balance and, you know, all of those things that are important in parenting, our, our skills have been really honed a lot yes. better. Like yeah. our, our boys kind of, 
got the yeah. The rookie, and luckily, they've parent. they've forgiven us. We have lots of open conversation about it. But yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of we were working through a lot of childhood issues too mm-hmm. when we first had kids. Um, versus the way we wanted to raise them and the right. way we were like raised. Stepping so, away from your yeah, religion yeah. and how you wanted to yeah. do things. Yeah, yeah. so they were so. kind of guinea pigs. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I would yeah. have to say they were really totally guinea pigs because... Um, <laughs> Well, and I even asked. I am constantly asking. Yeah, I'm constantly asking people like, you know, what did what did you do in this situation? What did you, you know, with like our friend, our son's friends or their parents? Um, because not so much in Uvi's family, but my family definitely. We were we were raised in such a um, a fashion that it's it was just. It, it wasn't entirely normal, and like mm-hmm. so, then you, that's your frame of reference. Very um, discipline yeah. heavy, and, and so we. I know that I didn't want to be that way, but it, it, it's it. You can't help but be that way. Some in some respects, it's you have to unlearn some of those things. Right, you know, so like mental shortcuts that you kind of go to just because of your lived experience. Yeah. So it's yeah, hard to, it's yeah. Hardwired yeah. yeah, and I'm gonna lose your E2, but so I'll just say this the other day. So I, I had I had a problem with a headache, um, and. Um, I guess I should. That's oh, fine to say this on the podcast. It's whatever. I don't really care. Um, no, so I got so uh, so. Someone said we should try CBD and uh, at work, and and some and well, and then a friend of a friend of mine said overheard this, and he said, "Well, I got something better. It's it's half CBD, but half THC, and it's in a tincture, and you should take it. Work. You take it for bed, and you know you won't really feel it, and you'll just sleep great, and your neck will feel better, your headache will feel better the next yeah. day. So. Um, our son was home from college over the weekend and he sees this and he's like, and I was telling him about it. He's like, Oh my God. He's like, you know, like he's like, that would have never happened, you know, uh, five years ago, you know? Um, and so that might like a little glimpse into like, you know, my issue, our issues as a family or me with my, with teenage boys and, and, uh, drug experimentation with drugs well, or with you know, each, even just marijuana. Each you know? child we like, I mean, who knows? Our youngest is probably going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> running wild in the streets. Yeah. So our, our oldest like will look at us, even like things that our second does, and be like, "I, I never would have gotten away with I'm that." Isn't that the beauty of parenting, it though, is. and like adapting? And what I say to our kids getting, is like, like stuck. I feel like the older I get, the more gray things get. It's not black and white. There's not. Wow. What, what did you, what say? you say? I said that every what I try to tell our kids, like when they say they're being treated mm. differently, I said everybody gets what they need, yes. and you're all different that's, people. Yeah, if so, every yeah. not wow. one of them needs the same thing, but yeah. we try to give them what they yeah, need. Yeah, all needs will be met, beautiful. but it's going exactly. to be different. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean I saw I can't remember, Max Saturday, mm-hmm. like after the I mean, worst day of his life. Yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> So we, Bobby got here, and we were having a conversation about what was going on. But then their interaction, like to watch that, and I have I have a decent relation with my dad. But to watch that, like them there that night after the things, the texts that were may have, may have been exchanged, yeah. it was beautiful. Well, we've always kind of like, been that way. We've we've been a little bit fire nice, um, and probably in his late teenage years, a lot more fire. But. Um, you know, obviously he knows I love him, um, and I'll do anything for him. But um, yeah, it, he was the guinea pig. He he, but he also got a lot. He got yeah. he was he got a lot of attention. Um, he he has a lot of um, 
skills and uh, life skills. He has a lot of social skills that you know maybe our other kids don't get. He you know he has he. He's what? always he's always risen to the to the to the occasion too. He, he graduates from Carolina, UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah, next, next Thursday. Yeah. yeah, next Thursday, next Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's he's a great guy, um, and he's turned out really well. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, I think what is really so cool is like we still have an 11 year old and 14 year old at home all the time, and then Max is getting ready to graduate, and Charlie has been like had this kind of gap year that he's been on his own in New Zealand and then in Vermont and I think what is so cool with our boys is seeing the parental relationship Mm. that is with adult children like they're not totally adults yet and on their own but it's really the glimpse that I've gotten in the last couple years of it it's so fulfilling Mm. like I really loved thinking about when my kids are adults because I mean you're you're always going to be a parent but it's it, it it's, it's, yes, and it's really cool. I really love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it can a little bit switch into being friends. Like you know, we can hang out. Mm-hmm. Like af- afterward, after the the, the um, social here the other night, Max and I went out with a couple of other people from around here, and we can hang out. And you know, we had pizza at Burke Street, just as two of us, and hang out. And it's, so as there's as your kids get older, you see that it's really you know it's really a fun time to be able to like not be necessarily just be that person's parent you know yeah. you can um see this person who tends to be like you because they're they came from you and you're yeah, yeah, grew up in your house and so you have all these shared memories and stuff and um that's yeah to hear. we were talking earlier about like how um the cliche of like the days are long but the years are short like yeah, it's sometimes yeah. when you're in the trenches of like young oh, yeah. kids it's hard yeah. to think about like what they're gonna be and like the when they're older years are even like I think the the light at the end of the tunnel is that's what I can see, and I'm like, okay, I can get through these yeah. teenage years, yeah. you know, yeah. the eye rolls and the all the other stuff, <laughs> yeah, the attitudes, yeah, lots of phone calls in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Those might never go away. Yeah. yeah, so it's something to look forward to um, for people that have little kids, and I mean, people talk about having babies, and uh, you know, well, UV loves little babies, but. Um, I, do. I, I don't ever want to go back there. <laughs> I, you know, I, I would hopefully sometime down the future have grandkids and I'll hold them and I'd like to, when they, when they can talk, I'll have a relationship with them. But I'm not a baby person, so I don't, you know. That's good to know though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a self-awareness. It's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to relate to that, like, I never, never mind changing my daughter's diaper. Like I, like, it's like I brought this little human into the world or was part of bringing this little human into the world. Like it can't fend for itself and I don't want to leave its crap and pee all over it. So I just, and I don't have a weak stomach. So like, I don't understand like what changed the diaper, right? Like people complain yeah. about that. And I've never understood that, but like, I never really could develop a relationship with my daughter until she could like at least communicate. Like not really not just, like talk and have sentences, but communicate so with you knew me. What she was yeah, like, for like me. wanting yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Like like the first six months, like she wouldn't sleep unless she was like sleeping on her mom or my chest. So we'd like pillar ourselves up on the couch mm-hmm. so that we wouldn't roll over on her. Yeah. So like the first six months, all she did was cry to like get fed and then sleep on my chest and interrupt my sleep. And I just become a firefighter, so mm-hmm. I'm like I'm not sleeping at all. And you're just like, I don't have, what is this six month old little baby ever going to like, <laughs> like, just look at me and recognize me. Like, yeah. I just want you to look at like, <laughs> instead of just look for the bottle. Right. Yeah. Okay. We got really it's, lucky, or not we, I got really lucky that Yuvia 
did the, all the heavy lifting with our little our little kids. Well, that's what I say now because they're the kids know if they need something in the middle of the night. Not not the little girls, but like if the boys have to call after like eleven o'clock at night, I do not answer my phone. I do not wake up if the phone rings. A train could run through the house, and so. But I say, like, I had all the little years. Like, I was awake for at least 15 years nonstop. (laughs) I existed on three or four hours of sleep. So, like, it's your turn. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. We had to develop a um, a hard rule in our house that anything said after uh, 11 o'clock at night could not be counted against you the next day. After you've fallen asleep, like, you know, you get into that deep sleep, if you're woken up, yeah. don't... Because there's, there's a lot, there's a lot yeah. of cuss yeah. words out there. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it cannot be a grounds for any argument. you got to yeah. forget about it. That's a pretty good rule. I like that. I like that. We haven't had to use that rule in a, in a That's still a pretty good rule, though. But when you have kids, you know... But I didn't. I didn't really have. Yuvia did all the heavy lifting as a, with the babies. But I like babies. I like. Yeah. I don't mind staying up at night, really. Especially for like feeding. I, I feel like there was yeah. no point of two people being yeah, awake yeah, if exactly. you're that's, if that's you're doing some things at night. So yeah. yeah. I didn't. I didn't have to feed. Luckily, I, I didn't have or to maybe feed a baby. Any diapers. I changed diapers, but not Once many. I didn't change a lot of the girls' diapers. I'm not sure why. Because you were working, you had your shop then. Mm-hmm. When I owned my store, Bobby was um, work. You worked four days a week, so I would work the day, the three days that he okay. was off during the week. Um, so we just like tag team it with the kids, mm-hmm. and I took the girls with us with me to work. And those days are a blur. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of lost years. <laughs> Being honest, like girls in kindergarten, I'm her in yeah. this business, I'm, and then trying to work out for myself or. Yeah. Like, yeah, sit outside that. and read a book. Like, everything's... Oh, well, there's two hours that are gone now. There's that book's gone. <laughs> we're good. Go, go back to the if world. you can remember what you read. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to have y'all back on for, like, a part two of, like, hearing more about small business ownership and, um... Yeah. Like, you had health issues that I wanted to, like, I delve did. into. Oh, sorry. We just, no, we no, got no. sidetracked. Yeah, yeah, no, this is this yeah, was good. Yeah. But we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a yeah, part two. Part, I'm, um... And we and we can delve into the religion piece if you want to. And I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, yeah, well, I, I mean, probably talking about that. Yeah, yeah. And we, uh, we can save we can save that or yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll share some of mine. Growing up because I grew up not in the same. Yeah, but, we've had glimpses of conversations yeah, about I, that. I grew yeah. up Pentecostal, not quite snake handling, but like. I um, mean, and again, I, I love my yeah. parents, um, and that's cha- yeah, it's changed. We were Jeho- we were raised to have witnesses. So again, it's it's. Yeah, so that just saying that on this podcast may may um, ignite some <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, <laughs> retribution to, from to, certain circles. To, to, to well, we, we don't have to. We don't. No, no, no. Look, I have no. No, we have we have no problem talking. About, <laughs> okay, we have no. It's a very personal, well, private it was thing. Funny but because it, when I first cut, started coming here, I said to Bobby, I was like, "You would love Ben. He reminds me so much of you." And he was just like, nobody here owns a gym. I had never owned a gym. I was like, Bobby. And then I, you know, and then when you guys first met and hit it off, I was like, I told you, like, you would really get along with him. like, Yuvia's husband came in. You guys have the same kind of personality. what he was saying, we were really on the same page. It was during COVID. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, I was... 
Yeah. I was ready to like, yeah. have a drink right then. We're just we're <laughs> done exactly, today. Exactly. Yeah, quickly, exactly. You know, quickly, I saw the I saw the flags. I saw you know we had a quick conversation, and you know, Yugi's um, family is, has a very strong military background, mm-hmm. and um, my grandfather's did. But because of the religion, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses are pacifists, so uh, it wasn't anything that um, I was really exposed to until Yugi and I met, and I met her her grandfather. Um, and her dad is in the military too, um, and so uh, you know. Then I, I, I I've learned like I, I see like that that life and that I have a, a really strong um, appreciation for uh, public servants, military, and um, it's a it's a, um, a mindset that I share but haven't lived. Yeah. Um, and so um, you know maybe another life. But um, yeah, we. I don't even remember the conversation. Part three. Yeah, just to say it again, I walked away from our. I don't even remember what we talked about, but I was like, I had a. It had. It was a total 180. I was kind of. Uh, it was a 180 of walking in the door and walking out the door, of top tier, bringing that um, rower back. Was a um, was a total 180. Um, and so, yeah, it's and it's been a it's been a great experience being here um, with you guys and with the coaching and, and the members. Um, I've gotten to know a lot of people, hung out with a lot of you know really great people that I wouldn't have otherwise met probably. You know. Well, thank you for your time. We will definitely do a, a, a Bobby and Evie at part two. Give somebody else a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll spread. We'll, not, we'll spread it out. But be like, that there's really still so bad. much yeah. more to cover. Yeah, but, there's not yeah. quite enough alcohol in the, <laughs> to you know to deep dive into yeah. my brain. <laughs> you could do a Bob and Evie a whiskey edition. Yeah. 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 And then the truth, the gloves would come off. Yeah. 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 Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, We would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.